Welcome to Follow, a Latter-day Saint scripture poetry podcast. My name is Mary Jane Rice. Thank you for joining me today. The reading this week is 1 Nephi chapters 11 through 15. The poem I'm sharing today was inspired by Laman and Lemuel's complaint that the Lord didn't make things known to them as he did to Nephi, as recorded in 1 Nephi chapter 15 verses 6 through 9. If you'd like to read along, you can find this poem on my website at maryjanerice.com. Let's begin. Downstream. I pray a river, a rush of words drowning out all possible conversation. You somehow slip responses in the current. Small inspirations sail downstream. So few, I complain, so hard to understand. You sigh. I eddy in my murmuring pool, wondering why, if you are always there, you make no such thing known to me. To begin, even though the last few episodes have focused on me seeing things from Laman and Lemuel's point of view, I want to clarify that I don't do this to make them more relatable through my poetry. In my opinion, their rebellion was significantly more serious than your typical family arguments, as it included both physical abuse and murder attempts. But I also know their stories are recorded in the Book of Mormon partly as a warning for me to look out for what in their behavior I see in myself and, and root out that rebellion from my heart before it becomes really serious. This poem, rather than being about Laman and Lemuel, is more about me. It's not that I never receive answers to prayer, but when I read about Joseph Smith and Nephi, I envy how easy it seems for them to receive really detailed answers to their questions. So I empathize a little with Nephi's brothers when he asks them if they had prayed for answers and they say to him, the Lord maketh no such thing known to us. Did they think the Lord should direct them without their asking for it? Or did they not bother to ask because they thought the Lord wouldn't respond to them at all? I don't know. But Nephi got pretty angry with them at their response. So maybe they were speaking dismissively or mockingly. It seems as though they didn't even consider praying about it, maybe because they didn't share Nephi's faith in Lehi's words. For example, when Nephi had his own vision, he told the angel who visited him, Thou knowest, I believe, in all the words of my father. This says a lot about the strong relationship Nephi had with Lehi. But why didn't Laman and Lemuel share in that? I think there's a lot missing from their story that I wish I knew. The Come Follow Me manual from 2020 says this, When God has a monumental work for his prophet to do, he often gives that prophet a monumental vision that helps him understand God's purposes for his children. Moses saw a vision of this earth and the inhabitants thereof and also the heavens. The apostle John saw the history of the world and the Savior's second coming. Joseph Smith saw the father and the son. Lehi saw a vision that portrayed the journey he must make toward the Savior and his love. So I think it's okay that I don't get visions or angels explaining to me everything that's going on or that's going to happen in the future, even if I would like to. It's not a comment on my personal worthiness that I wasn't chosen as a prophet to lead my family out of a doomed city or to restore the gospel and translate a sacred book. 
and I'm not anywhere near ready to take on that responsibility that receiving such a vision would entail. But according to Nephi, it's not okay for me to not then ask the Lord what prophetic visions mean and how they apply to me. I can still receive a spiritual witness of the gospel and promptings on how to live my life without having one of those grand visions. So what should I do when I feel like God isn't answering my prayers, even though I'm trying to communicate honestly with him? Last year, I was asked to give a talk in church on that subject. It's kind of funny how the bishop always seems to ask you to speak on the questions you don't know how to answer. But I did find some direction in the scriptures, including other stories in the Book of Mormon about Nephi, specifically him retrieving the brass plates from Laban and building the boat. One of the takeaways I got from Nephi's life in general was that when it comes to looking for personal revelation, I need to be open to different answers than what I might want or expect. Sometimes Nephi received visions, sometimes he was left to try multiple different avenues based on his own judgment. So failure is not evidence that the Lord isn't guiding me. As with any good parent, he uses different methods to teach and direct me in the right way. I concluded my talk with this observation. Sometimes I feel like a child who wants her father to fix all her problems. But it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11, When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Like all good fathers, the Lord wants me to grow up and put away childish things. To do that, I had to come to this earth to willingly undergo some very difficult trials. Though it seems sometimes like my prayers are not being answered, I have faith that God has a plan for me and sees the end from the beginning. I believe that he hears my prayers and is always in the process of answering them little by little over time in a way that maximizes my growth. Now I'll read the poem for you again. Downstream, I pray a river, a rush of words drowning out all possible conversation. You somehow slip responses in the current. Small inspirations sail downstream. So few, I complain, so hard to understand. You sigh. I eddy in my murmuring pool, wondering why, if you are always there, you make no such thing known to me. That's all for today. You can find more of my poetry at facebook.com slash Latter-day Saint Poetry or visit maryjanerice.com. That's M-E-R-R-I-J-A-N-E Rice.com. My contact information is in the show notes. Thank you for listening. May your time spent in the scriptures this week be rewarding.